You are now listening to Layman's Terms. Derek Lehman, ask me, uh, just giving you a little preamble here before we get into this week's episode. Um, it is a special guest episode, and so if you want to skip that, just skip ahead until I quit talking. I don't know when that's going to be, but um, before that, I wanted to kind of address uh, just the past week. And so, I figure a cool place to start with will be... Do, 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 my Twitter. Oh, shit. So, fuck. Because last week we actually had mics. No mics this week. So, no news on mics. I would have been put this out before, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm terrible with when it comes to discipline on this thing. I don't care about this thing. I've been thinking about doing a new podcast. It's the podcast I had in, in mind before doing this one. I don't honestly know how much different it's going to be, but I do have an idea and I'm brainstorming it and I may start a new podcast soon. I've already had the name and the concept and the artwork. I had the con- that idea for that stuff before I did this one. I think the reason I didn't want to go with the other one is because I feel it would be even more niche and more alienating of an audience. So making myself less appealing to other audiences so if i do that maybe i won't maybe i won't promote it maybe i'll promote it less than i promote this <laughs> okay um paris dude uh they're a band i don't know where they're from i know they're american but they were coming to texas in may and i don't know if they are anymore um cdc says that the uh, coronavirus is an aphrodisiac that's not true, but it was uh, it was mentioned on the uh, World Record podcasts with a uh, Shane Moss was the uh, guest on that episode. That's a uh, Brendan Walsh's new thing. You guys gotta check it out. Abracadabra, guys. No, it's fucked up. Is cause like Tuesday, I fucking like filled out the application to get in over there at Cafe J, and I was like, all right, Abracadabra, this is gonna happen. This is gonna be my new life. I'm gonna be around people. Instead of isolated. No. <laughs> it's a cruel coincidence. I'd say. Um, oh, I remember I was I was telling some comics, some younger guys about that movie Life. You guys ever seen that movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence? It's a pretty good one. If you like Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy, you, you'll like it. Last week, dude, I had never, when I got back from the, uh, he's legend thing for some reason, cause I know that, uh, I don't know if I brought this up before, but I finally watched, uh, the Holy Mountain after watching the film. It's so dense in its symbolism. I watched maybe about an hour's worth of various analysis videos and I feel like I do have a little bit slight more more of a grasp as to some of the meaning of the film. But I feel like it's like that's one of those movies I'm going to have to watch again. I really wish I had someone to watch it with. I wonder if we could do like a online watch 
just because I want to hear someone else's takes on it. It's nuts. Here's a quote from the movie, dude. You are excrement. You can change yourself into gold. He's talking about alchemy. There's a scene in this movie, dude. He fucking makes a dude shit in a glass little thing. And he takes the shit and does this weird shit to it. And he turns it into gold. And he gives it to the man. He's like, you are excrement. You can change yourself into gold. Uh, one of the reasons I'm intro- into Jordakowski and this film, 2013, like I'm a big time West Borland fan. And uh, not not so much for Limp Biscuit, even though like when I was like fucking teenager, I was, I was all up on Limp Biscuit bullshit. But uh, Borland did like a knockoff Nine Inch Nails solo project. And I was like really into that because I'm hardcore into Nine Inch Nails or whatever. And uh, the last album that they did under that name uh, was uh, mostly inter- instru- instrumental music. And it was like set up like Dark Side of the Moon style supposed to go to this movie the holy mountain i wonder if you guys just heard that car driving way too fast outside but anyhow so like i know that the film's been a big influence on borland and you definitely see it in his artwork borland's got a lot of like occult and weird humor in his art you know i feel like i don't know he's a big influence on me when it comes to visual art anyhow he's not the only one so Borland's into it. And then, of course, Kroom had mentioned it in a podcast last fall. He mentioned something to the extent of where Jordakowski was describing the tarot and saying that trying to even explain the tarot or describe the tarot is trying to empty the ocean with a fork. That simile or that metaphor stuck with me. So that's one thing that stuck with me. Also put it in my head and it's like fucking Kroom. Is like that's like one of his favorite movies. So, and then on top of that, um, recently I was reading a Rolling Stone interview with Josh Tillman, and he was a uh, he had mentioned uh, Jodorowsky as well. I was like, uh, Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky is his name, the guy from The Holy Mountain. So I'm like, oh my god, all these like people that are you know idols to me, uh, they're really influenced by this film. So I really want to understand the film more and somehow. Mm. Oh yeah, I was doing dick jokes Dude, that Wednesday night So I basically took the set I did Tuesday And tried to do it again Without leaving out some of the punches And some of the beats that I left on Tuesday You know, just trying to refine What will actually be like my five to seven Solid minutes You know, that I can All reliable kind of material Because I'm tired of doing this long enough and, And bombing You know, because I know I've had plenty of I've had plenty of chances where it's actually worked so I need to do the work and have a set that's not experimental a set that's intended to be effective as opposed to so much time as I'm just gambling on stage Uh, Jessica Dore is someone who uh, I find very interesting she she does a tarot analysis but she does it through this like lens of psychoanalytical type of psychiatry or something not psychiatry psychology and uh last week she was talking about the queen of wands and talking about how this quote a vitalized person has the effect of vivifying all those around them simply by being solidly and continuously in touch with their own flow of life energy to do this joseph campbell gave this advice 
find your own case where the life is and become alive yourself. I googled that quote, trying to fully understand it even more. Uh, Joseph Campbell, someone I'm vaguely familiar with, but not read. Um, I had to under I had to look up the word vivifying as well. But um, here's my my take from it. Like, if I have to like visualize something inside of me that kind of makes me feel alive and fills me with wonder and and an inspiration, it's sounds corny but inner space caverns caverns in general but the title that that cave has is funny to me because it says inner space it's like on the nose you know um christina Parrish, oh unfortunately lost her job with rooster teeth that was a terrible thing to see on twitter she posted about but she's making a new film her previous film uh call me something I don't know, Call Me Daddy or Call Me Brother or something like that. Some weird kind of incest comedy movie. But she's got a new one now. And uh, she they're doing like a Kickstarter thing. And you can like different tiers or whatever you can get in on it. Um, so Christina Paris, she's on Twitter as IBSuper. That's I-B-E-S-U-P-E-R. She's a she's an awesome comic I used to watch a lot back when I was living there. Um, I guess I'm going to... Uh, the episode I did as, an, in, as a replacement guest host for uh, the Big Daddy Polo on the Vanilla Beaners, uh, that, that went out. And uh, I listened to it. It was good. It was funny. There's a lot of things where I wish I feel like I could have probably... I wanted to talk to just J- J- Justin. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I wish I could have talked to Jacob more. Um, I don't know. I've talked to him quite... No, I don't I don't think I've talked to him as much as I like. I don't know what it is. But I don't know if it's going to happen or what. I know lately I've been thinking a lot about starting over again. Somewhere else. Uh, oh, I guess I put this episode out on the 12th. Johnny Pemberton, I put at the end of it. Did you guys like that? He's like, Colmanectomy. That's a pretty cool name. <laughs> I thought it was a cool name. But there's so it's so easy just to take a suffix and throw it onto your last name. But for me to have the meaning behind it, you know, my whole daddy issues and trying to get my trying to get the Coleman out of me. Now it's like in the past, it's like the Coleman's out of me. It's like my mind about it. You know, now I'm this new character. What else? Do 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 do. Oh oh, what is going on now? That's what I call COVID nineteen. <laughs> As Robbie Slowick. I'm trying to find some shit to give you some some of my fresh shit. Just going through this because I've got notes in here I'm going to go through too. There's my cruel coincidence crap. And. Dude, so number one, I guess it's weird I have to put it in this order, but. um my beans enthusiasm thing i was on twitter like my my handle's still dizzy lard pants but i was you know he changed your little preface name or whatever uh it was Derek layman beans enthusiast and that's like a head nod to the fucking in circle jerk you know because something about everybody in there is always posting about beans or Lacroix. Or just those are very common tropes in the nin circle jerk so that's why i was like yeah that'll that'll fit me you know but Considering everything that's happened with everybody like stocking up on like 
non-perishable items, for instance, beans. It's like, I feel like my meaning is taken out of context due to the uh, current circumstance. I'm like, oh, that fucking sucks. So now, if you're on Twitter, you see my new fucking shit is Outer Space Cave Tour Guide. I'm always talking about wanting to be a cave tour guide. And then I was thinking about the inner space caverns. I was like, how about Outer Space? Outer Space Cave Tour Guide. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I want to find caves in outer space. Find some holes and some fucking shit. <laughs> Live ones though, they're not just holes. It's the fact that it's growing. You know, there's 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 a a romanticism, some some type of magical quality to life. I find inside something that I don't know. It's inorganic. What else are we talking about? Do 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 do. Kissing workers' rights are sex workers' rights. You know what's a funny thing? I actually, I got a girl. I got a girl to kiss me once, at a at a bar. Uh, where there was comedy, and it's because she came up to me. And I guess she liked me anyhow. But then I said some. I made. I said some funny joke about how like you know I think it's a shame that in this you know. Uh, capitalist economy this capitalist country we don't see enough people kind of taking the taking the what's the word taking the baton with the uh, fucking kissing booths I was like we need to have more kissing booths and that girl took me into the bathroom and I think things would have gone further if like her boyfriend wasn't like (laughs) right outside she was like you're bad I was like god damn it I hate this yeah being single sucks. <laughs> uh, I did have more donk food. I had more animal food than human food for a while because I didn't get paid till the 16th. And I was like, I'm not going to go shopping right now. I'm going to wait till hopefully things have calmed down. And then when I finally go to get grocery, grocery wasn't a problem. It was some problem. I didn't get the peanut butter I normally get. And I normally get the big, giant, cheap one. They didn't have that. Obviously, I'm going to take all the stuff I usually get. Um, and I literally, like I bought TP months ago and it lasts, but I literally went out, I ran out, you know? And so when I went to go get TP, there's like no fucking TP. I had my ex-girlfriend and I are still like cool. And she was generous enough to give me a couple rolls of paper for my ass. Otherwise, they're just going to be, like, having to wash my ass after a fucking shit. <laughs> Not going to be shitting. Oh, check this out, right? So, uh, here's a funny one. I thought this was hilarious. Like, so you know how uh, Tillman's all talking about how let's put a baby in the oven or whatever on his ideal husband shit? That's a song that gets stuck in my head a lot. I was thinking a lot about how Brendan Walsh would, like, call in bomb threats to the children's hospital but not for real he'd only be like he'd be like calling his girlfriend and then whoever was like the guest on the podcast would be like tripping because they're like you can't be calling fucking bomb threats to the children's hospital well i think uh putting a bomb in the children's hospital is a great euphemism for putting a baby in the oven that's why like i want to get a chance to fucking dirty talk that sometime like i'm gonna put a bomb in your children's hospital <laughs> Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, guys, so if you don't know this, before I moved in here, uh, I guess the previous tenant shot his brains out in the, um, in the shower. I tried cleaning some of the blood out, but it was a pain in the butt. Then I tried to get the people, when I first moved here, I tried to get the people that were, like, supposed to clean this place up to come back and clean it, and the fucking broad wouldn't do it, and so, there's still blood stains that I just ignore. 
But anyhow, I was joking about how like that dude's still here and I've got a spirit board and I just, I've been kind of like working with his emotional pain as like a, a therapist to the dead. I don't know. It's like a premise that I want to play with being a premise, being a, being a therapist, like a, some type of an emotional healer to the dead. It's kind of funny. There's something in there for me at least. <sighs> Dude, can you imagine like fucking to some classical music like this right now? Look at Jamar Neighbors was talking about wanting to fuck to some reggae. I was like, dude, this is like fuck to some fucking Beethoven dog. <laughs> That's funny. Do 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 do. You can make your groceries last by not eating them. Dude, I ate so bad. Once I like, I fucking broke my diet. You know, I cheated on my diet while I was out of town. Then I came back and I don't know what it was, but I was just like. Not giving a fuck, and I fucking ate like pizza two days in a row because I ordered Domino's, and it was the last pizza I needed to buy to get another free Domino's. So I ate like pizza two days in a row, and I was like, "God oh, damn, hell yeah, I'm gonna try to undo every fucking pound I lost." I guess I don't know, but then anyhow, it's been over. It's been less than a week, but I wait. I got on the scale, and it wasn't so bad. It went up as I anticipated, but not so much that I care. And so it's kind of nice to just not care about my weight. That's kind of cool. I think I look fine, and that's good. Uh, except for I'm fucking... I don't know. Wish I could use my body on somebody sometimes. <laughs> uh, dude, so Whitmer Thomas, dude. I love this guy so much. He has a... He had a... Uh, did a... Put out another video. Or I, I don't know if... I just probably discovered it, but he put out a video for... A, a Dumb in Love. And there's a line in that song where he says... I want to fuck like I'm not registered to vote. I love the lyric, but I don't know if I actually if I actually understand what the lyric means. So I want to fuck like I'm not registered to vote. Like it's not gonna matter. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that means. And I'm not gonna try to figure it out now. I'm just gonna let you know I don't know what that means. Mm. Oh, dude, I did quit smoking cigarettes. On the 15th, so yeah, today's day four, no cigarettes. That's frustrating. I was actually thinking about buying a pack right before I started recording this because I'm frustrated and a little wound up. Um, staying in and getting drunk sounds fun, but that's just temptation. There's a lot of temptation in my life right now. I have to remember that suffering is born from desire. That's true have to learn to not want that's what's good for me I don't want anything oh man Selena hit up my fucking layman's terms pod twitter talking about uh, Michelle McNamara and the book that I'll be gone in the dark it's the uh, book that inspired white bat I'm not using the layman's terms pod anymore just cause I don't know. I want to keep everything just streamlined and just keep it here. Or maybe I'll say that and maybe I'll start using the layman's terms pod. I don't know. Right now I'm not messing with it. I, I took it off my thing so I didn't see notifications for it. Did you guys hear about Fiona Apple? She says she quit cocaine after one excruciating night at Quentin Tarantino's house with Paul Thomas Anderson. Quote, every addict 
should just get locked in a private room with a theater with QT and PTA on coke and they'll never want to do cocaine again. <sighs> oh my god, that's good. Yo, where are them Corona cuties at? That's why I'm for real. Dude, fucking, I was like subtweeting Corey Brandon. <laughs> I was like, where are them fucking Corona cuties? Dude, when I was in sixth grade, I had this crush on this girl in my trailer park. Her name was Sassy. And I'm not even like, I don't like blondes. It's not that I don't like them. There's just been so few instances where I've been attracted to blondes that like, I'm like, eh, it's just not my type. But that was like one of the few instances. There was a blonde in my trailer park. I used to have a cassette tape player that I would use to listen to music whenever I'd go like, uh, uh, what would I do? Mow lawns. I used to mow lawns for money. Rabies is still the coolest pathology associated with bats. I'm getting kind of frustrated with um all the bat shit going on these days because of the virus. And I'm like, man, I got a big old bat on my arm. And that and that's just like it's coincidental. I don't know if it's coincidental, but like. I get into bat shit because the he is legend, but then I've co-opted it and I've actually, you know, now I actually have a genuine affinity for the mammal. So, uh, space rabies. That's a real thing. I really wanted to write material on it before when I was talking about having rabies because I get bit I got bit by a dog last summer. And I just, um, space rabies sounds fun. Like, the joke I said is, like, you know, the, of all the different types of rabies, the one that I have has my name on it. Dumb rabies, which is basically asymptomatic rabies. You can have it for, like, 14 days up to a year, and uh, by the time you start showing symptoms, you die. Do, 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 do. Right now is a great time to be a hypochondriac. Uh, overdosing on LSD is difficult. Viegas <laughs> uh, said posted this is an ideal time to try microdosing or maybe even overdosing and I'm like yeah overdosing is hard <laughs> fuck me I've been calling foxy grandma since uh, I guess it would have been the the eighth since Fort Worth is when I started calling her that when we were at the dog park behind the venue started calling her grandma it's just a fun thing for me. A little inside joke between me and her. She doesn't get it. Uh, most people don't know this, though. But you can use a penis pump on your ear to give yourself cauliflower ear. It's one way to make yourself look really tough. It's true. I mean, it's not true. But uh, the guys in the bone zone definitely tried it. <laughs> and I have the penis pump all autographed and shit. I'm a deeply selfish person. Fostering, adopting a dog was one of the things I said I would never do. Happy to have changed and sending love by internet. I've been trying to connect with Josh Johnson. Uh, while I was talking with my buddy Magnus and we talked about Johnson and how we think he's funny and he's cool. And Magnuson was like, hey, you should see if he can come fuck with you guys in Lubbock. He'd probably like it. Johnson used to follow my old Twitter account. Of course, like, nobody that followed my... Like, none of the old people... Like, he doesn't follow my new shit. I don't think he knows who I am. Why would he know who I am? I've been fucking with him more. But, yeah. We'll see. I tried to hip him to the Laugh Hub City stuff. 
do 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 we are gonna be wrapping up on the uh, twitter portion of this podcast oh by the way i love you guys and okay here's a here's the thing you know mitch hedberg remember he had that joke about like if if fish could scream the ocean the ocean would be loud as fuck right i was i've been thinking a lot about fisting and fist fucking and shit like that and then for some reason it hit me in my head i was like fish fuck because it sounds like fist fuck and i was like man can you imagine like in headbird's joke like what if like a They were loud as fuck. You stuck your head in the ocean and just heard a bunch of like fish fucking. Not screaming like, ah, I'm getting eaten, but like they're fucking. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty funny to me. Big ass orgy. Hey, here's some five jobs I've had. Because uh, Maddie Williams, the bass player from He Is Legend, had posted this, what, yesterday. And uh, here's the ones I listed. Uh, I was a lawnmower. I was a Whataburger cook for 10 months in 2003. Uh, I was a medical supply warehouse technician, six to eight months, 2004, an accounting department manager, not exactly the t- sure on the timeline of that, because I had held several positions at that company, but I was at that company for about seven years, five to seven years, something like that, I think, was it just five? I confused, because I think after I quit that company, I stayed living in Lubbock and worked at another job for a year or two. I say Lubbock, I'm in Austin. And then the art factory forklift driver, which I loved that job. It was in Temple uh, at a laminate factory. And I loved driving forklifts and shit like that. And I was great at that job. I was, and everybody loved me at that job. But my alcoholism would make me late. And my alcoholism ultimately got me thrown in jail for... And that's how come I never went back to that job because I couldn't show my face after every fucking chance they gave me to get my act together. And that's why that time in jail, I was I was hysterical because I didn't want to lose my job because I loved that job. I loved those people. And it was pretty heartbreaking to have lost that job. It was a good job. That job would have taken care of me. I'd be making so much money if I stayed working there. That's too bad. Uh, Don Hertzfeldt, End of the World. I posted shit on Instagram. It was like a cover of the book and then some of the f- pages that I like. Uh, Go check out Don Hertzfeldt. Check out Whitmer Thomas. He put this baby video, baby music video thing, and apparently this shit picked up more than his HBO special. That's sad. Or like, I mean, that's kind of sad, but I mean, it's good. But it's like, hey, people watch his HBO special. It's great. Durbin's the one that hit me to him. I mean, I think I was aware of it, but after I saw that Durbin had posted about watching it, I was like, I definitely want to watch it. Speaking of Durbin, this guy got a, what is this? An Akai MK, MPK Mini? Hell yeah. Looks like a little USB controller. I love the red and black. That shit looks sick. And it's got a little knob at the left. That's tight. That's tight. Let's see what he can do. Hopefully here, what he can do soon. Dude, Raven. Raven was talking about all these people wanting to do mice and shit. And he was like, you unfunny, no joke, have a piece of shit. I fucking love John Raven, man. I don't know if people can be your spirit animal. I'm, he's just someone that uh, I am inspired by. I love his cantankerousness. And yes, I did go to prom stag. My senior year. Big surprise. 
Oh, dude, I wrote this tweet today. I thought this was fire. I said, I used to have a closet that had full-length mirrors for doors. I used a marker to trace my reflection, and after doing it enough times, I had a small crowd in my bedroom. I didn't tell any jokes. I just can't get off unless I'm being watched. Cause it's so fun to see my face staring back at me. Uh, there's nothing funnier than home studio <laughs> home studio producers on YouTube posting about finding opportunity during the pandemic. I've seen like two videos, pretty long videos from different producers that are uh, talking about it. I'm just like, geez Louise, guys. Mm. I think this is going to wrap up the... Uh... Oh, dude, I commented to Jared Harper on Facebook posts. I was like, I've never killed a person before. Is it like fucking? <laughs> uh, I think that that was just hilarious out of context. Oh, and this, check this out. This is my pinned tweet since the 11th now. It's a quote from Drexel Spivey from the uh, movie True Romance. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. But Gary Oldman in the movie is like, this motherfucker carrying on like he ain't got care, carrying on like he ain't got care in the world. Who knows? Maybe he don't. I like that line. I think it, I find it appropriate. I can't believe how long this is. We're going to have to run through this because I still want to get this other stuff out. And then I'm, we got the whole podcast that's going to go on after this. I have a special guest call in. You'll have to check it out. Uh, the lantern set last Wednesday was my 58th set. Which is awfully pathetic when you consider I've been working pretty diligently since July, but that's the nature of working in this town. But it's fine. Uh, my set was, uh, I guess, I impressed some people or something, but I was put on the show for two docs. After that, they were going to have me go in between Gary and Cash, Dorsey and Cash, and then that got canceled. While I was at the Lantern, I did a reading for Chris Rodriguez. I did a tarot reading for him. And, uh, oh, it's really funny is that he'd been misspelling tarot the wrong, the whole, this whole time. Cause he has a bit in it in his act about like, you know, the death card or whatever. But, uh, he's been just misspelling that word for quite a while. That's funny to me. But, uh, I'm trying to remember his spread. I remember in the left and the past or in, you know, the, the past that's affecting the present he had the lovers which is a card about desire and in the center he had the hierophant which is a, a studious card a, a person of, of studious nature and in his right he had the eight I'm doing this all for memory too in the right he had the eight of pentacles which is one of my personal favorite that I get a lot too and it's all about craftsmanship and the chaotic neutral, the craftsmanship card shows a man, or shows like a foot going into a mean gr meat grinder. I love it. Uh, Chris's sister, Brianna, her employer has asked her to work on a tarot deck. So the lantern, I took up all my fucking tarot decks and my books and shit. And I kind of worked with her really trying to just be helpful and providing as much insight as I can because I've been studying the tarot and working with it since maybe July or August. I did all this stuff around the same time. 
accent. Like, I went, like, vegan in July. Started doing comedy and shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been sending her a lot of stuff, too, on, on Instagram. And then she, like, wrote me back. And she was telling me how, like, she's feeling kind of pulled more towards, like, working with an oracle-like deck. Maybe even something like the animal spirit. And I was like, dude. And, then you know, the name of the game when it comes to divination, it's all about, you know, following your intuition and stuff like that listening to that inner voice so i was like you know follow your bliss so i'm still excited to see what will come of her of her deck because she says she's gonna give me one and i want another deck i gave her my uh i gave her my uh fucking rider weight they say you're not supposed to buy your first deck you know but who the fuck was gonna give me a deck i had to buy my deck so when uh when i was when that thought occurred to me I messaged her and I was like, hey, you know what? If you want that, that's yours. So I just get those decks are like less than 15 bucks. So if I really want another rider weight just to have a rider weight to have around, I will just buy another one. Mm, I did want to talk to Carousala some more. I wanted to talk to Durbin some more. But now with all this stuff going on, I don't know if anyone's going to want to come over my house because. I haven't necessarily been tested, but I have a cough and I've been traveling. I mean, I got back, I just got back from Austin and Fort Worth and it's like, hmm, I don't want to get, you know, I'm just, I'm worried. Hmm. From a cave to a city to a permanent party. That was my attitude Friday. I wanted to go out Friday 13th, but at that time I'd already started implementing my quarantine. Jake Baker. Dude, check, check this out. So, like, dude, I guess this was Thursday or some shit. Uh, in my fucking subscriptions on YouTube, this video came up. It was about the band The Prodigy. You know, this English dance rock and roll kind of shit. And how they, like, turned on metal hits in, like, the 90s or whatever. And m mostly with that song Firestarter. You know, I'm the Firestarter. Da, 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 da. Anyhow, I posted it on fucking Facebook. I was like, hey, here's a new doc on Jake Baker over everybody's head or nobody gives a shit about me anyhow. So I gotta like start over somewhere else just so I can feel abandoned by more people. <laughs> Maybe it's appetite for abandonment. <laughs> That's stupid. I'm stupid. Oh, but for real, the other song, the other song that I want to remember instead of Firestarter, because I would always say that, like, instead of Prodigy, whenever, like, Baker would go up, it would be like, that's a Firestarter. I'd say that bullshit, but now, next time I see him, if I ever see that motherfucker, again, I'm going to, like, smack my bitch up. That's the song, dude. From Prodigy, that's a, that's a tight song. Smack my bitch up. I can't remember all the words to it. I don't listen to that shit on the reg or anything. But, yeah, that's a good one. Dude, Weird Al did a fucking parody version of Terrible Lie called Germs. And he posted the video of it like days ago. And oh my God, my guts got torn up. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, hey, God. Oh, dude. And then uh, Pat Sioris. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but he's he's PZ Texas on Twitter. He, uh, he posted this video of uh, talking about Hunter Duncan. I don't know Hunter Duncan, but apparently he's been running the Cherrywood for a while. I've been to the Cherrywood before. I remember I signed up for a mic at Cherrywood 
And I signed up early in the night because I wanted to go. And they just bumped me all night long. I was like one of the first people there. And then I was like maybe dead last. And I was like, man, fuck this, you know. It was hailing the other day. It sure was. And I got a video of it. My, uh, my property people said that the blinds came in and they asked me for when would be an appropriate time to come over and in- install the blinds. And I told them, I'm working. Let me know and I'll take some break off. They can get back to me. So I'm glad I'm thinking that now because I am going to want to get those blinds in here just for when it's real sunny then I can adjust it but it's I don't know the light doesn't bother as much even today at work I worked my full 10 hours without sitting at all lately I've been experimenting with like different positioning with the chair and sitting it and sitting back in the chair and shit but um yeah well this is a definitely way too long so I do want to introduce you to your new guest, uh, Chrissy Covington. Yeah, she said she had some shit on her mind, and she thought, I don't know, she gave me the impression that she thinks people listen to this show, and she was like, oh, I want to I wanna save some of my, my stories so the guys can hear them. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you think is listening to this shit. I listen to this shit sometimes when I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> But, yeah, I fucking mic'd up the phone and put her on speaker, and uh, this is a neat a little experiment. Uh, I know I'm, I definitely want to do a, a podcast with my best friend Jason Magnuson, so, and also I'm talking to Jason Emmel. Dude, that guy's cool. I'm going to hang out with that dude. We're talking about maybe fucking, we're going to, like, move to Denver maybe, maybe June or sooner. I don't know. I got to learn how to play Super Smash Brothers. I started, I started cutting. No, why? Just uh, make sure levels will be okay. Just a what? Make sure levels okay, are okay. Mm. Yeah. And then I can oh, like, yeah. I can edit out whatever is necessary so we can like start appropriately. You know oh, what I'm saying? I thought, you, I thought you said you started cutting as in you started cutting your wrist. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. What? <laughs> You're like just to make sure levels will be okay. It's like, wait, what? What? Blood levels? That's actually too funny. <laughs> I really thought that's what you meant, Derek. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm happy. I'm happy, like, dude. I mean, he's a goth, dude. You know, like, I, know. <laughs> I used to cut in high school sometimes. I'm maybe still cool. I don't know. Maybe he's going through oh. phase. No, <laughs> no. That's that, why I was so shocked. Really? You're like, yeah. <laughs> that's like studio talk for like we're recording, you know. Yeah, I feel that now, but I'm high and I. That's I hilarious. Know. I love your misinterpretation, dude. <laughs> mm. that's, that tickles the shit out of my ass. All right, um, you guys. On the phone, we have Chrissy Covington, former Lubbockite and open mic comic, who's in uh, North. America? Yeah, Bemidji, Minnesota. What's the name of it called? Bemidji. That's Weird. a. Uh, so I guess it's like maybe Native American in origin. I'm gonna yes, guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's Ojibwe. I went to a casino once, 
with my mother, my father's mother in uh, Iowa, I think. And it was yeah. definitely Native American. There was like, it had a part of a museum. Does that, or do they have any type things like that there? I wonder that if they're all exactly. uniform. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're, you know, there's probably like 50% of our population here is Native American. So, kind of funny, when I was like 18 here, I went to a Walmart for the first time here, and I was with my boyfriend, and I didn't even know, I didn't know anything about Native Americans, really, you know? I don't know why, just from Lubbock, Texas, we're just not really, we didn't talk about, you know, I was just ignorant. And I, I didn't know anything about geography, really. I was just so stupid. And we're walking around Walmart, and I looked at him, and I go, Eric, why are there so many Mexicans here? I'm like, we're so far away from Mexico. And he was like, Chrissy, shut the fuck up. He's like, those are Native Americans. And uh, I felt really stupid. So that's a true story, and I'm, I'm a racist asshole. <laughs> I don't think that makes you a racist asshole, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think the skins sometimes are are comparable. Brown people, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I was just, you know, dumb. Yeah, there's but, so um, many I've variations also, I've in learned skins a lot too. Of, I've learned a lot of stuff about, like, you, you know, back at home, like, we'd I'd be like, hey, everybody, come over for a powwow. Up here, if I said that, people are like, that is so racist. Is it they really? They have actual powwows in town. Yes. I've been to a powwow. Like, I went yeah. to like a powwow convention thing in Kansas once. Yeah. Yeah, it was like legit. It was a a big Kansas like expo center or something. There was all sorts of vendors and whatnot and a big show. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they have them here, and I've heard they're really really cool and interesting. I bet you'd find some uh, cool art. Bet you oh, find yeah. some cool stuff. I bet maybe. And also, like, they make, like, knives and swords and shit like that, too, I guess. Or maybe not swords. Yeah. But you probably find some sick-ass knife. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Nice. But I, I, I lived on an Indian reservation here for two years before I moved to Lubbock, so... Oh. It was, like, two miles from a casino that I frequented uh, very frequently. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I remember that you said that you uh, you enjoy gambling to some extent i do i do too much really poor people should not gamble that might be wise yeah pretty dumb but i try to stay away from it here they have really cheap cigarettes there so every once in a while i'm like ooh, i'm gonna get those cheap cigarettes at that casino but i know that really i'm going because i'm like i'm gonna play the slot <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna blow 20 bucks on the slot machine. Dude, there's a kind of a new venue here in town. It's kind of a little bit uh, further out from the interior of the city. It's like called the uh, Demon's Den. Have you heard of this place? I saw um, Sarah Star posted. Um, I went there once to go see her when they were having that raffle for the uh, for um, that tattoo. Christy would do a tattoo for like up to five hundred dollars. Yeah. And then Sarah was doing a raffle for doing like a big hair job. You could win like a hair job from Sarah Star. But uh, yeah, that place is pretty. Sorry, my uh, car is making weird What? Why did I bring that up? Oh, because on the way to it, dude, I missed the turn, and there's like a little gaming room outside there that was super kind of weird feeling walking in there on accident, man. Uh, oh, the game room. Yeah, that's a casino. That's like legal legal gambling in Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've been to those too. <laughs> okay. It felt super weird. I was like, because the person that approached us at the door, you walk in and the, the, the entrance is fenced off with like this whole security thing to let people yeah, in. You gotta be 18. Yeah. 
it was nervous as fucking hell. And the person that came to approach me in the gate, the person looked at me like he didn't speak English, you know? And I was like, this cannot be the venue. They are not having any rock and roll here. Where are the damn drums? I was like, I, I was rolling down the windows of my truck. I'm like, where are the damn drums? I know I should be able to hear some drums out here in this dusty ass fucking town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I found them, dude. Dude, at this venue, they had some fire play, like poise stuff. Some people were being pretty crazy with that. Like right there in front of the stage and shit. I was like, oh, hey, this is pretty crazy. Wow. But, but they're, uh, I recently saw, while I was out of town, actually, uh, I guess they're going to have comedians do this, some stuff there, too. Feldman right. did a set there. And then uh, also... Uh, Martinez made me hip to the uh, the 420, not 420. What is it called? The uh, legalization of marijuana. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that post too. Yeah, the- I contacted that person because I'm pretty sure I met that person the night of that raffle at that event. Are you gonna do a? Are you gonna do a set? They were all booked up on that, but it was still just nice to make an uh, like because I'd made her acquaintance before normal, at the bar. I'm pretty sure. The group. That's precisely correct. I get emails yeah. from them all the time. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I remember them having meetings a lot in Austin. I never went to one, but I remember they would meet when I lived in Austin at a Mexican restaurant um, off of East Riverside. Um, they would have meetings there once a month, and I always kind of thought about going just to like make some connects. You know? I remember one year for South By, they did this, uh, they had like a presentation where you could come out they had a big lawn for you to like lay on i'm pretty sure they had like stuff for you to lay on like little bean bags and stuff and it was outside but it was like tinted up because it was raining that day and you'd like uh they had a, some type of presentation a film that was shown on a big backdrop it was free just walked in Interesting. yeah i was like hell yeah that's cool so how are you with this coronavirus stuff i was meaning to ask you that how are you feeling I actually have a little bit of allergies, but that's normal and not symptomatic of the thing. But I did have, I did have some anxiety regarding it because I just made that road trip to Waco. I stopped to Waco right. to see my brother, and then I went to see his legend in Austin, and then I went to Fort Worth to see his legend again. You know. Uh, you just follow them. Yeah, I, I love them so much, man. I fucking, I fucking got him, dude. I got a good joke on fucking Kroom. I, I was just playing with him, but I got him to smile. Because I feel like I have a kind of a, uh, some type of personality that is can be repulsive. That might be a strong word, but you know what I mean? I can definitely sense where people are like, uh, this guy's too much. I do not want to listen to this guy, you know? Well, I, I think everybody gets that feeling. I get that feeling sometimes, too. Sometimes I just hear myself talking, and I'm just surrounded by a bunch of girls, and I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, these people do not think I'm funny right now. <laughs> they, think I, they do not want to be around me. I'm stealing attention from everyone, and I'm like, oh. That's like one of those other senses that we don't really have a full grasp on. You know the one where you can feel somebody looking at you? I don't know if there's an actual word for that. But but that's a curious thing. There's other senses like that that we don't really have words for. And uh, I know there's people doing studies on it, and I haven't been curious enough until now maybe to look. I'm not going to look right now, but... What is it? That's that heebie-jeebies. They're not really. That's more like when you think someone's there. That, or like when you just feel someone watching you. That isn't actually there. That kind of like spooky feeling. Mm-hmm. But 
But um, I know the one that you can, you can feel people, like, the judgment, you can feel it somehow, like, this vibe. Maybe it's their facial expression and, like... Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, facial expressions will like give a lot your own away. anxiety about what you just said out loud. You're like, oh, no, that was too liberal right there. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Yeah, last night, uh, last night we went bowling. This is, uh, this is what I was wanting to tell you about. Um, uh, we were talking about the coronavirus. And you know, like, I, I'm i not worried about getting in or whatever. I haven't been worried about it. But I was, we were just, you know, driving in a car. We'd have some freaking some beers, you know. And I was like, Trevor, like, you know, what if what if after you go to Alaska, you're like, he's going to be fishing on a boat in Alaska all summer. He's leaving at the end of April, and he, he's not going to be done until September. And I was like, what if when you're there, everyone dies but me? You know, I was like, everybody, what if everyone dies? I'm like, you know, it's like, it's like a movie. And, and um, you know, you're out there on that boat, and I'm just like, trying to get to you. So I'm just like, you know, under the cover of darkness, maybe because the government's like after me because I'm like the last person that's like alive still. And they're trying to like, you know, stop the virus or something. So, you know, I like go out of my way trying to get to you. I'm like struggling and I'm sick and everything else. And I finally get to you like all the way in Alaska and like, and like I'm looking for you and you're out on a boat somewhere and maybe like I see you like a light flashing like oh there he is you know this like my journey through the end you know there's my love you know he's out there on this boat and so then he like comes towards me and gets up, up to me and I'm like oh Trevor like I came so far to find you I can't believe I find you this is amazing like I'm sick I'm, I'm dying but you know everybody else is gone you know and it's just, just me and you you know I was like what, what would you do and he was like well I wouldn't let you on the boat <laughs> and, and I was like, but but it's just me. We're the last two people, Trevor. Like, don't you love? Like, we're the last two. And he goes, yeah. And I'm trying to be the last one. <laughs> Dude, that's like some last like, man on earth shit. Did you ever yeah. see that show? I love that show. Dude, I, I was thinking about show. binging it in light of I everything that's going on. Yeah, I was sad that they never came back for that season. I'm on the subreddit, and the community was pretty strong at first, but every once in a while they'll post something up, you know. Oh, that show is so good. I never wanted it to end. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, what's the name of the actor? Will Forte. Will Forte yeah, plays he's Tandy. So funny. <laughs> oh, that <God>. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about that with the whole. Everything with Corona and whatnot. Yeah, I have too. Like my my crazy brain goes places. Like at first I was like, what if there's a zombie apocalypse? Like in my scenario, where I'm trying to get to him on the boat. It's like everyone's a zombie. And, I, and then I was like, I'm gonna write a screenplay for this, but like there's gonna be a plot twist because he he like well, he, he he was like, look, I'll entertain you from the boat while you're on the shore sick. He's like, I'll play you some music. I'll maybe like do that thing where it looks like I'm walking down the stairs and then taking the elevator back Shut up. up. Oh my God, the That'll make you laugh. I was like, I'm just gonna be dying on the beach under a fucking blanket you know and then eventually I'll die and he'll go back to his cabin and maybe like get wasted and, and then there'll be like the last shot of the movie will just be like a close up of his face in the morning and he opens his eyes and his eyes are kind of bloodshot and you can feel like his nose is running and he just lets out a cough and then the, the movie ends you know it's like haha you know you didn't even go hug her and you got it anyway you know uh, <laughs> by the earth <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just... I thought. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was I was a little bit anxious about it, considering just the recent travels. 
But I feel confident yeah. enough in my uh, immune system, I suppose. I hope that's not an overconfidence. Is, it seems to be the we word work being tossed around. primarily. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of get a little bit out of that, you know what I mean? I just uh, I put in an application over in at Cafe J. They need some help yeah. on brunch, and I've, I'll, I figure I'll just, like, work it as a second job as I learn, you know, until, you know, kind of get out of, you know, the industry I'm in now, you know? I think right. if I have to have a day job, I think I'd like to do something maybe a little bit different than what I'm doing now. Right. I think. Well, even even if it's just because I need the change, sometimes I need changes like that, you know? Well, even just like two days a week doing something different might be kind of nice. You know? Yeah, it might I, make uh, me feel I, more appreciative of what I do at home, oh, too. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> tomorrow morning, I have an interview um, at a restaurant. Um, the owner actually texted me last night and said, Hey, would you like to come over and work for us a couple days a week? You come highly recommended. Sent me a smiley face. And I said, uh, Sure, you know, I usually work till three, so I might like two days a week over and wine cook for this restaurant. So I'm going to go meet him tomorrow. He was like, I have, I've got coffee for you at 8.30 in the morning if you want to come up here. And I was like, Well, I'll come up there even just for free coffee. So I might have a second job too. That's fucking A. I think that could be really good. I'm hoping so. Uh-oh. I've been broke. I, I saved up my money for the trip, and then since getting back, it's just been, like, holding on to what I have less left for, like, emergencies. You know? Yeah. I'm super poor right now. But I just got a new apartment. And I that sounds first. exciting. I guess you've been staying I, in a cabin? Do what? You've been staying in a cabin? Yeah, I'm staying in a cabin at work. So that sounds cool. Do what? That sounds cool. It is cool. It's free. I get free room and board. So I got, you know, 90 days of free room and board here. And my 90 days ends April 1st. But Trevor hey. technically could continue to live here if he wanted to. Uh, we just have different jobs. It's a different pay scale or whatever. So I can't... Um, I'm not allowed to stay longer than 90 days because of money for them. I imagine you have probably saved some money then, huh? You were able yeah. to get your place. Yeah, well, you good. would think I would have, but I got here and had a $1,500 break job, and then I wrecked my car into the snow. And oh, no. I've been paying all kinds of bills, so I've not really saved much of anything at all. Ooh. But at least I haven't had to pay rent. So that's yeah, that's got to be a lifesaver. Yeah, you know? for sure. You had some other uh, stuff. How's the weather there? Today, it's humid. As really? it were yesterday, too. It's starting to warm up. Yesterday, I actually put the AC on for the first time because it was getting up to 80 degrees. Or, like, I think it was 78. And I was like, oh, that's wow. a little bit warmer than I'm used to. I don't know what the temperature outside here right now is. Probably about 40. 40? Yeah, that sounds pretty yeah, cold still. I'm surrounded by, like, five feet of snow. Uh, it's uh, the two open mics we had this week, it's been nice enough I didn't need a hoodie or a jacket. I didn't have a jacket. I just got a new hoodie, but it's a really light one. It, I wear, it, wear, it wears like a thin shirt, you know, and uh, I wore it while I was outside. But normally, like, like a lot of you know, this whole wintry season, I've been wearing jackets and stuff on stage, but it wasn't necessary recently. So that's kind of cool. How's comedy been? Tell me what's been going on. With, uh, we are having, uh, there's a two doc show now. That's pretty cool. Okay. 
And I think this next one is going to be the third installment of it. And, oh, guess what? This is super brand new news. Uh, I'm on that show now. Great. So, yeah. I wasn't at first, and I was talking, and apparently uh, uh, I was supposed to have been, and someone kind of just dropped the ball when they made the post. So I was like, holy shit, I'll be following Dirty Gary. 90s, Dirty Gary. Yeah, that's going to be a great time. And I think and then Cash is going to be following me afterwards. Sweet. Yeah. And Davis is going to be bringing the house down that night. And that's going to be... Is that is that the Two Dog Show? I think that's the Two Dog Show, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly Tucker, what that is. Has Tucker been coming around still? Yeah, I haven't had contact with that guy since uh, I last... Since like. I talked to him a little bit afterwards, you know, and he was telling me he had a startup, and I was like, well, you should still do comedy. I was still being friendly to him, you know, even though uh, I feel like his character is like a, not someone I would ever want to have in my apartment again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, you know, really, I got that kind of weird vibe. Were you there? Oh, no. You know, did you listen to this? That makes me feel No way. Uh, Were you there that night that he was at my house? Um, no, I didn't. With Sarah, no, I wasn't there. With Sarah and Christian? I wasn't there. And Christian's weird friend. You went there for that? No, I remember that night, but I yeah, think I just went home. Yeah, he was acting weird that night. Like, really weird at my house. Like, he was getting super weird, and then he just, like, kept looking at Sarah and, like, motioning for her to come with him. Like, Yeah, he's creepy like, like that. That is, there's, yeah. uh, like, some stuff I'll have to tell you off mic that's, like, really bad. And uh, definitely, you know, watch yourself around fucking Dalton if that, that fucker ever shows up around again. It but makes me sad because I like that dude. I had that but impression too. You know, I tried to befriend why it's him because like, I, I liked him on stage. You know, and he's he talk- funny on stage. He can be so fucking good. He can be just great. The dude had talked about going to um, what's it called when it's like forced recovery? What is it called? Yeah. You know what that stuff's called? Uh, rehab? Go, rehab, yeah. He's, he talked about going to rehab a couple times, and so I was curious about that because, you know, I'm kind of like self-rehab thing over here, not drinking alcohol for almost a year, you know. So, uh, I don't know, but he came over here and uh, was pretty rude. But I think that was just because uh, he's just uh, lost control he's with the substances and whatnot. Yeah, he was just in a spot. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't, I'm not... Um, I am not free of guilt from doing some insane things, um, so I can't judge too harshly, but he did kind of make me feel a little bit weird that night, I was kind of disappointed, because I really was like, oh, cool new friend, you know, because I was giving him rides to shows, and he'd been over to the house, and I thought he was really funny on stage, and, you know, sat with him a couple times for open mics, but he ended up being a little bit weird. He had that freak out at Laugh Off, I watched the video of that, that was a little bit insane. Yeah, that was remarkable, yeah. I know that Wes Nessman's probably not a big fan of him uh, anymore. I missed that show. I actually recorded with Dodson before that show. and But the thing is, I was also wanting to support Sarah Starr because she had been posting about no one coming out to support her musical efforts. And so I wanted to be a friend and go check that check her out and so uh, what I was wanting to do was somehow see both shows. I was wanting to be at two places at the same time. Uh-huh. And uh, I did not do that, but I did go to Sarah's, uh-huh. and uh, I I talked. Kara's Alice was there. I hung out with him while while she was on stage and stuff, and I had a good time there at the Devil's Den. But that was that was the night that uh, Dalton had his meltdown. Yeah, 
that really made me sad because, uh, I mean, before, like, before the actual, like, bulk of them, he was already melting down, but I did, like, <laughs> the one roast joke he got out on Cole, which was, <laughs> um, what did he say? He said, um, did your parents dress you, Cole? Are they handicapped too? That made me laugh. I I felt bad about that, but that that was that was a good one. That was a zinger for uh, for, for I saw that joke. on and the video. That's on the video. I thought that was a good one, though. That's uh-huh. your. <laughs> He pulled it off. It came off naturally. Uh, I couldn't tell that you'd written that for him. He was it. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it just like that just boiled out of him, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I, I, I mean, it was harsh, but it was funny. I mean, but then it just turned into garbage. Dude, he texted me before the show asking for some like tips on Viegas. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. "He's handsome and he's tall, dude. Like jokes write themselves." Right. He, Dalton never responded after that. I don't think he liked my angle. <laughs> That kind of looks like a, like a, like the, the dude in some kind of Disney movie. Like, like a Gaston. He's got like a Gaston like thing prince. going on. I was thinking more of like the prince, but maybe he's more of a Gaston, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. He's hilarious. He's really funny. Yeah, for sure. This show is good too. I don't listen to it as religiously as I maybe should, but uh, I haven't listened to it. I've heard some good episodes on there before, and it's good. And I think he just had a birthday like a couple days ago or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. He's still. I, I feel I'm like the grandpa over here. It feels like I'm not the oldest, but I am you know not the youngest by damn sight. I'm like 15 years older than Rishab is. Oh yeah, how's he been doing? Uh, I he's, thought he was going to be on the laugh off. I was just I was about like, to say, Whoa. he's going to be on the next laugh off. I was like, good is for he, you. Is he getting ready? I don't think he's ready for the roast stuff. And because he tried, he tried to do an experiment with roasting on Tuesday and then he bailed and didn't yeah, even do any good. material. I was like, come on, man. You could have gave us some of the classics. You know, he's got some material. I think is classic. Roasting is really hard. I'm yeah. not really a fan of it. I haven't done it, you know. I've been so trepidatious towards approaching uh, the laugh off thing until I feel ready. But I feel I'm getting pretty close to ready. These last the mics this week, it's less experimental and more trying to refine material that I've. I really want to ex- do it again. Yeah. You want to go to where? I want to do it again. Yeah, you should. I, I really want to do it again, like this year, if I can come to Lubbock and maybe ask ahead of time before they. Um, pick or whatever maybe I can see if, if it would let me if I'm in town because I really want to try again I think I'll do a better job I have you know more of a handle on how it works I mean it was really kind of scary crazy it was really fun I thought it was fucking great it was so fun but and I drank a little too much beforehand I think you know I've listened to the jokes over and over I listened to like my delivery and stuff like that and I've come up with some different shit and some different ways to say different things and I think I would definitely share different um, stand-up um, that would be better uh, you know in hindsight I wish I had done some different jokes but I think the worst the worst part of this part was just answering the questions 
I, I did a terrible job on the questions because they just they, they're shitty questions. I thought about them for a long time too, and you know got a lot of input. I mean, me and Selena talked about them. I was like, dude, I don't fucking know what to do for these. Like, questions were the hardest part. And like, I think that my roasts were okay, but some of them were kind of weak. And then the fact that I was the first person to roast sucked really bad because you know the audience, the last person they hear is kind of, and, and the last person to go gets the final say. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel like later it, it would have been better if people had already roasted me really hard and then I could have turned around plus I had some meaner ones in my back pocket you know in my mind that I could have used but I didn't because I, I don't know I wasn't sure just how what the depth of depravity was going to be so I think my favorite one that Joe had on me Joe Cash said to me he goes man I never met a white girl I didn't want to fuck yeah <laughs> he was like she looks okay from the shoulders up but from the shoulders down she's like a trash bag full of cans Why I laughed so fucking hard that was hilarious He's, I mean I think he I think afterwards he kind of looked at me like he wasn't sure if I hated him or not and I was like dude that was that was brilliant <laughs> I laughed I thought it was great it didn't hurt my feelings I was I went in there prepared for whatever they could say about me you know dude he just I, won I the myself up more than anybody could so none of it offends me I, I think it's fine I just I have a hard time being mean I think you know so might just be an, a muscle for you to exercise you know what? It might just be a muscle for you to exercise somehow, you know, being yeah. mean. Because I don't think it's something that uh, I can do. I don't know. I might. I mean, I know it's something I can do. It's just as something I have done, and I'll have to like have some fun with it. That's a, to me. That's supposed to be more important than even being mean. You know what I mean? If it's right. you know, as long as it's fun, I like to have fun. Right. I think that Selena, Selena wrote some of my, um, helped me with the, wrote, I mean, she wrote like a couple of my jokes for my roast because I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. She had an input and um, also uh, Paul um, also had, which one was his, I can't remember. Um, hers, she, she gave me the one about uh, Caleb's hairline. That was straight from Selena. That hits me too, though. <laughs> I'm like, my fucking hair is falling out. <laughs> It's been doing that since, and, you know, whatever. And it's fucking great. It's just an easy shot at somebody. Making fun of somebody's appearance. I mean, God, that's all. I mean, that's what I would think would be... Because that's going to be what something the audience can connect with, especially if they don't know the person, you know. Well, so that's I why said, it's like... Yeah, the, Caleb's recently married, but his hairline says he's recently divorced. Yeah. So that was... That's pretty fucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Dude, uh, Caleb... Caleb came out for the first time and since uh, he had a family issue last night. It was really good to see him. Oh, yeah. He hasn't been out lately. Yeah. yeah. But it was, he was out last night and, man, I ended up staying at the Lantern until almost 2 o'clock hanging out with people. Was he, did he do a set? Yeah. Yeah. He was, I think, second to last and Feldman, I think, I like, wrapped it I up. I love Caleb. He's really a nice guy. And he's really fucking funny. Yeah. I think Selena is so funny too. Uh, I think she's. she's you ever really check out hilarious. the Vanilla the night Venus? That, um, me and Trevor went. Um, you were there too when we went to the Growler show. Uh huh. With um, Rena Calm. Was on. That was um, the Rena Calm was, show, right? Or was, was it Corey? It was at the Corey Wood. Yeah, yeah, the Corey Evans. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that show. Um, Selena was fucking hilarious. Do you remember? Like she just killed that night. I mean, she just fucking was. 
she was great and jj was great too that night um yeah, I felt like everyone was really putting on, like, their professional shoes that night, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was really impressed. That was probably one of my favorite. It's uh, good to see them, like, because there's a distinction between an experiment at an open mic and then when they put the set together and and it execute it as yeah, it's intended it, to be. It was great because they're, they're you know, like, as far as, like, all of us there I mean they're more so much more professional they've been doing it longer and everything you know they were ready and to just have them and not have open micers that maybe come up and kind of suck I mean it was really great to watch them yeah they're man I've prepared. had some bad yeah. sets <laughs> I thought it was it was really great I've been I've still been, missing, been experimenting I've been missing so much. coming to comedy so much I've been missing it you guys I don't think any of you really understand just how how much fun it was for me to find that there and to start doing that there. It really has changed so many things for me uh, and the way that I think about stuff. And everybody was so nice. Everyone's so nice in that group. And I, I sort of am afraid of what it would be like. I've been really wanting to go do some stand-up at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. I've been, they have open mic nights on Monday nights only for first-timers. Um, because, like, you have to come Monday night, I guess, and, and do it there before you can come on other nights. They're more, like, selective. Um, but it's so far away, and I know they're really, it's a huge, it's a huge group, and there's a lot of people that go, that if I drive there, when you go to sign up, it says there's no guarantee for, for, um, for who goes on and who doesn't. They even are selective with, um, people that go on. So, I, I really want to go do it, but... I'm a little bit nervous. That, that though, is, seems to be the best place to, to go and the most popular. So I want to just walk in there and do five, do, like, do a killer five-minute set, not say hi to anybody at all, and just leave. And then maybe come He's back and go. do it again. And then wait for anyone, just, just act like I run it, you know, and, like, I really know what I'm doing. But, because <laughs> if I go in there and I just bomb the first time, I'll just, it'll be hard for me to, like, you know, feel better so I want to go in like super prepared do a really great job like you know I really know what's up so I mean to ask how far do what how far is it uh two and a half hours away oh okay so like and it's only to get there you know do that for five minutes and it's you know in the evening I'd have to drive either two and a half hours home or stay the night there and I've got a friend who has a an artist's uh, flat, which was in this cool like art building full of artists. She's got a flat I can stay at. Oh wow! And yeah, she was like, "You can always come and stay with me when you come do it." So, but it's Monday nights, and I typically work Tuesday mornings. So, I don't, I just haven't been able to work it out yet. But um, I've been thinking about asking my boss, "Hey, could I always have you know Tuesday off work, and that just be my normal day off so I can do it?" But I just haven't. I haven't got around to it yet. That sounds fun. Sounds like it's a kind of a bigger community, uh, comedy community than here. Yeah, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, they have a huge comedy community in Minneapolis. Yeah. There's a lot of famous comedians that come from I've, there too. What and there's I, a lot that come through and just do open, open mics. Is that a fact? And I really want to go to involved, but you, know, you should I've probably just to, like reach I out to them or something. I've private groups online for like uh-huh. comedians or whatever, but they won't add me to them because I haven't, you know. Oh. Done anything, so kind of like our stand comedians union. Thing, I see. You, know what I mean? you got to go like do a face to face. 
so they can invite you to it after they really, after they know, you know, uh-huh. that you're gonna stick around. Probably just to keep the group from growing out of control or something, I guess. Probably so. I just really wanted to get in there so I could find out where and you know, I'll get the scoop. Yeah, you would think that they would. Uh, yeah, I wonder if you could, like message the mods. Like that's what you would say on Reddit. Like message right. the mods. Well, it even says on there. There's a whole thing, and it says like, if you're interested in finding out where shows are, here, click this link, and it goes to it. And it just it only gives you so much information. I mean, it tells me where it is and the times, but I really wish I could. Part of me just has a lot of anxiety about going in a new place where I don't know anybody. The other part of me thinks there's a lot of freedom in going in a place I don't know anybody. But I just, I would like to go and know one person there. Like, just meet up with someone there that's actually already doing it, even if I don't know them. You know, even if I've never met them, like, I wish I could meet them online. And just someone to introduce me to, you know. I've seen your personality in public. I don't think it would take long for you to make a friend. Maybe Maybe I can hold my own. Maybe they'll... Maybe they'll accept me into their comedy circle. I'm sure. Know. Yeah. I think you're probably thinking too hard about it. Probably so. Yeah. You'll go out there and you'll have fun and then you'll end up being addicted and want to talk about how cool it is over there. I know. I really want... I mean, Christian's wanting to come up here and do some sets and JJ was talking about it. I was like, dude, why don't you guys drive up here? We'll drive around Minnesota and just hit up some different spots. And, you know, just, like, make a week of it. Like, why don't we do that? I could totally get them to put on a, a show of, you know, some comedians from Texas. I could frame it as, you know, some kind of Texas comedians coming up here. They don't know who any of us are. You know, and, like, if anybody, everybody could come up with a bunch of fucking real hokey-ass dumb jokes, we could have, like, a little comedy fucking night up here. You know, I could talk a bar into paying us. Like, I thought about a lot of different, like, trying to drag you guys up here to do something creative with I, me. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk with Rivera. I haven't talked to him in a while I think the last time I saw him was the lantern before the uh, the Dalton meltdown he was supposed to be on that show but somehow had to not he wasn't on that show but I saw him working on some material at the lantern I imagine in preparation for and it was good he has some new stuff Uh, do you want to know what I remember I don't know if I should like Tell us. I don't. I can't remember the joke. I just remember it being about no, sex toys. Me. I probably heard it before. We it's were... about sex toys. That's that's what I'll, I oh, can yeah, get away. Oh yeah, about sex toys and about cat toys being like sex toys. I'm not sure if that was it exactly. That was a while oh. back, but I do remember it. Uh, you know, sparking my brain as new. I was like, this is new, or at least unfamiliar. He's been going for so long, so he could have at any time just pulled something out of the pocket, and I'd probably think it was new because if I didn't know it, you know. You okay? Yeah. I hear you coughing over there. Yeah, I'm getting over being sick. I'm finally feeling better. I was sick for like two weeks. I just had a really bad cold. I went to the doctor twice. Yeesh. Yeah, no coronavirus. That's well, good. Then when I was in there, I did wear a mask around because I coughed and like the nurse was like, Sarah, you have to wear this in here. And everybody looked like they pulled their children closer to them. Like, ooh, keep that girl away. My cough was really bad. It's still kind of bad. But yeah, but cigarettes don't help. Yeah, I think my, um, I've been kind of naturally just weaning off cigarettes. That's why I was really close to just not even buying a fucking pack. But I was like, yeah. I might want one, and I don't want to be, like, at home and not able to get one. Feel anxious, yeah. You know. Well, to me, I sort of just feel better knowing I have them. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I quit I, before. You know, I quit for a year once. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I got an infection. And I learned that 
as a result of the infection, the cilia in my lungs would not grow back or something to that extent. It scared me. So I was like, okay, I'm a non-smoker now. And it was like an abracadabra kind of thing. You know what I mean? I just became a non-smoker and didn't smoke anymore. Right. And it worked until I started drinking too much and hanging out with one of, one of my friends that also smoked cigarettes. And I would get drunk yeah. and be like, hey, can I have one? And then eventually right. it was like, hey, dude, you need to get your own cigarettes, he'd say. Right. You know? <laughs> What else? Mm, what else about... Dude, last night, so check this out. You know uh, Jaden's girlfriend, Brianna? Yeah. Uh, she's an artist of some type, and she's taking on doing her own original tarot deck. So last her night... Her own I, original what? Tarot deck. Like for the tarot? Oh, tarot deck. I yes. Yeah. So okay. I brought like I brought all my decks to the uh, to the open mic last night, and we showed cor- uh, correlations between the different decks. We looked at the major arcana primarily, but I did a couple readings. I read Christian, or I read Chris. Why did I? I that's the second time I've done that, and I know he hates it so much. Rodriguez. Aww. I did his spread, and I also did Brianna's spread. But uh, yeah, she's like. Um, uh, going to be doing some type of uh, tarot deck of her own and it's going to have some type of metallic quality to it she's really like impressed with like the cardstock of the arcane bullshit deck which is a really thick card stack cardstock and uh, so i think it's going to be really interesting to see what she comes up with so cool. i let her borrow the rider weight because that's like the classic one everyone knows that's the the the, the, mo- the old one that uh, i think is most recognizable and so it's a good place for reference when like trying to come up with your own I would think you could make it a oracle deck that's not at all related to the tarot but I think tarot in itself is something that's interesting uh, you've ever heard of that movie The Holy Mountain um I think I have heard of that I don't think I've seen it though it's like some psychedelic movie about these characters that are on a quest for immortality uh-huh. it's a uh, my system just hiccuped but it's it's definitely uh not safe for work you know uh, and it is yeah. it's bizarre probably it's a safe bet it may be the weirdest film you've ever seen in in a lot of ways but the there's a the characters and there's so much symbolic and and, and symbolism in the film and uh like after watching it I watched like maybe an hour's worth of uh, analysis videos and I still feel like maybe if I watch it again, I'll still need to watch more analysis videos because there's so much to it. It's it, There's a lot of tarot in it as well, as well as like astrology and all sorts of weird stuff, man. It's pretty dense. And it's like from 1973. It's, it's definitely a fucking psychedelic ass shit. Yeah. 73 seems old to me. For me not to know about this film. Yeah. The one thing I can I know now is like the first character you see at the beginning of the film, the one in the black hat, he's supposed to represent the magician. You know? And it's somehow like you're beginning the, the story of the tarot is interwined in the story of the holy mountain. And uh and uh it's weird, dude. There's a weird scene where there's like 
this dude's like, he's like, rub your clitoris on the mountain. And this woman's like hanging from a rope and she's like fucking humping the mountain. And it's just like weirdly erotic. There's this one scene where this guy has like ocelots for boobs and then they just like squirting milk out of their mouths at this person's face it's it's so what fucking fuck? weird dude i promise you if you can, if you've seen a weirder movie please tell me <laughs> that shit was so fucking psychedelic man and but the, the symbolism is what's really has me curious i'm curious about the symbolism and stuff like that to, to write so densely and it just has me real curious i heard a quote he said something about like trying to describe the tarot as trying to empty an ocean with a fork i heard crucial dude skylar croom of he is legend he said that in uh in, in a podcast uh last fall yeah and i was like oh, interested in this jordakowski guy that's the name of the filmmaker yeah super fucking weird man pushed my limits on like Oh, oh, what I could handle was weird because there's some stuff in there. I was like, what the fuck? I'm glad I am not. I'm glad I'm just a sober mind looking at this weird shit because it is hard to handle even like that. <laughs> yeah. I saw you liked my uh, my SoundCloud song on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. If I go on SoundCloud there, I was like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I pushed out and didn't put any fucking vocals on it. I have a bunch of vocals oh, yeah. recorded, but... I want to redo them again because I like have better ideas and I've changed lyrics still. It's like, I don't know. And I'm not so, I don't know. I'm pretty trepidatious about doing that shit to him. Pussy shit. But, um, yeah. That's probably a good idea. Sitting in my car in my jammies. Uh oh. Right now. Did you not have work? No, I'm off today. Oh shit! Watch out. Me too. Check it out. Yeah, I'm off. I'm hell yeah, good luck. I'm off today and tomorrow. I worked the last nine days straight. So. Oh man. Yeah, I'm about to be working some days straight. I'm not taking any days off. Like on the next, this time next week, I will at least just work a half day, so I can get a full sixty in. You know. Well, I was thinking about going to work today, because um, like there's still three more days on the pay period. I'm really only at like 28 hours, and I only work on Saturday, so I was thinking about just going in today and tomorrow, just because I want extra money. Yeah. But I don't know how ambitious I am, so okay, I'll see. I'll think about it. Rest can be helpful too. I have this crazy ex-boyfriend up here that is just a gambling addict that I told her I was going to talk about sometimes. I want to talk about him on stage sometime, but I never know exactly how to frame it, but um, he's like a little Italian guy. We would go like to the casino, and he'd be like, put your fucking heels on, get your fucking, he's from New York as well, get your fucking, uh, put your heels on, uh, get dressed up, look nice, we're going to fucking spend some money, let's go to the casino or whatever, so we'd just hang out there. He'd fucking blow through his money, and then I'd We'd have, like, a horribly awkward, like, car ride home. And he was dropping, like, two or $3,000 a week there. He was insane. But he lives here, and um, he paid when my dog got hit by a car and died um, two summers ago. It was terrible. I had it for, like, five years. He paid for her to be cremated and for the vet bill, the emergency vet bill, which was, like, 780 bucks or something. Two years Jeez, ago. <laughs> and, um... That sounds like that must so, have been really hard, though. Lose a pet. What? 
it, it was horrible. It was really bad. Um, but now he's now that he knows I live here again, he keeps sending me emails telling him I owe him seven hundred eighty dollars for my dead dog. That is insane. That's terrible. And also, I accidentally broke his bong that I bought for him. Um, this is funny. I bought him this bong for his birthday. Whenever I was up here last summer, he he was in New York most of the time, but he was like, you can stay in my cabin while you're there uh, if you'll clean it and like make sure there's no mice in it because he just leave, left his cabin up here and was working at a restaurant in New York. And I wasn't, we weren't together or anything. We were just friends. And he was like, you can use my cabin while I'm, while I'm there. So while I was staying in the cabin, I accidentally knocked his bong off of the dresser and smashed on the floor. And I bought that thing for him for like 400 bucks. And he wants me to replace it. And I bought it for him as a gift. And I don't want to replace it, like, at all. And so he wants me to give him $780 for my dead dog. And then he wants me to replace a bong that I bought him as a gift when we were dating. And I um, am very adverse to that idea. I do not want to. And he keeps sending me fucking emails that are like with money signs or texts that are like, when are you going to pay me? And he's like, it's freaking me out. I'm like, leave me alone. I mean, it's not freaking me out, but I'm just like, wow, you're such a dick. And I think he just wants me to talk to him. So that's why, you know, his like excuse to, to make contact with me. But he is apparently has a girlfriend here now, and they're getting married and stuff. He's told me all kinds of shit. So I don't care. I'm like, okay, cool, good luck. Like, I don't have any money to give you. Sorry if I did, I would. But I mean, that those like that was two years ago with the dog. And I mean, at the time, it was we sort of shared the dog. So it's kind of like mean. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, her ashes still with me, actually here in my cabin. But like, uh, you know. Should I pay him for my for that that bill, and should I pay for a bond that I bought him? What do you think? What are take, your thoughts? I, say I feel t- like this is when we take calls. Callers, what do you think? I think this is like <laughs> the people's court thing. Yeah, I was thinking that too. You know what I'm saying? This would be like yeah. a good people's court episode. Right. What do you think about it? No, I, I think I don't know. Uh, for the bong, you broke it, but it was a gift. I don't know. Accidents yeah. happen. I bought supposed it. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then... So the, I'm not sure about that. What do you think about the dog? I think it's and just dog? mean, hard-spirited. Yeah. I think the dog is some definite fuck you shit. You know? Yeah. For real, fuck that shit. Yeah. So, that sounds like a block. Uh, you know what I mean? A block number. A blocked email address or something. It's funny because when I stayed in his cabin in the summer... I, he was like, there's no chance I'll be there. I'm fucking working. Don't worry. Because I was like, are you going to show up here? And he was like, no, I'm fucking working. So then on my birthday, I'm about to go to the bar with all my friends. And I get home and I get to the cabin. And who the fuck is there? Kevin. He drove all the way from New York. And he's in the living, in the living room. And he's got pizza. And he's like, I bought you New York pizza for your birthday. Like He's like, I put it in a fucking cooler. I drove it here just for you. I got you four different kinds from four different places. You know, nobody loves you enough to, to drive across the United States to bring you pizza for your birthday from New York. So, you know, I just want you to know that you're going to be my wife someday, and I love you, and here's this pizza. And I was, like, shocked. And I didn't know that he was going to be there, number one. 
And number two, I was like about to go out with a bunch of people, like guys and, you know, whoever the fuck did that night for my birthday. And then I got stuck and he was there. So then I'm like, he brought me pizza and I have to fuck him. You know, he drove all his way with fucking pizza from New York. I have to have sex with him because of the sentiment, you know? But like, if I had been like in love with him, what a great, oh, that'd be the most amazing. Oh my God. I would have posted on Facebook, taken pictures of it. Look at this pizza. He brought me New York pizza from the birthday. He drove. 24 hours to bring this to me today for one day because he loves me so much how sweet but he's a fucking psycho ex-stalker guy and I was not and then like it was like after that he was like expected me to like get back together with him I was like what do you think pizza's gonna like fix I didn't I did not sign up for this I just was staying here because he said I could I was just working my summer job which is only six weeks and then going back to Cheesecake Factory and he was like <laughs> and they sent me to be with them over pizza. That's crazy. Who does 24 hours to bring somebody pizza? That's insane. And then I felt like such a dick because I was not grateful enough. I mean, I had a certain someone because they brought me pizza for my birthday. That's basically what happened. I pimped myself out for pizza. That's what happened. That's some slutty shit right there. That's insane. Would you have slept with them? You would have to. If somebody brought you pizza from New York. For your birthday, a girl maybe online. She's in love with you or something. You don't really like her like that. Would you sleep with her just because she did that? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think that's how that works. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like uh, you could purchase sex with pizza. <laughs> maybe you can. <laughs> that's that's just maybe me. Just me personally. <laughs> I'll definitely eat some pizza though. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm a cheat right now. Get this pizza in my belly. Oh, yeah. I cheat all the time. It's so bad, you know, when it comes to like fucking eating shit. I'm I'm good at home, but when I got out, man, I fucking had a I had a chili the other day that was fucking venison. I loved it <laughs> to death with some fried pickles, for real. You ever you ever imagine anything like that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. What am I going to do now with the rest of my day? Oh no, that dude did sound like a serious psycho though. Say he wasn't yeah, gonna be there and then crazy. he like drives twenty four hours. That's some nervous yeah. stuff, dude. And then you were like he, and then you like placated him. You know what, what I mean? You kinda like uh maybe encouraged him if you're like exchanging pizza for reward, you know? <laughs> Right? I mean, I guess because I did it, but I mean, I felt obligated. He was in his own cabin. I was renting it from him, sleeping, or not renting it, just staying there for free for six weeks while he was in New York. Sounds... He was supposed to be in New York the entire time, and he came for one night and stayed the night, and where there's one bed, and, you know, he's my ex-boyfriend, and I just felt like I was supposed to sleep with him. I don't know. So I just did. It was horrible. I was like, oh, I could have thrown up. It was so bad. It was the saddest pity sex ever. It was, ugh. It was so gross. I felt disgusted by it. It was terrible. And, like, as soon as he, I'm trying to make it clear while he was there that I didn't really want to hang out with him. And he was there for one day. Like, I guess you say it was two nights, I think. And just, like, all of one day. And he left, like, half early the next day. In fact, I think he, I don't even think he slept more than one night there. But I was like, I've got to work, you know. I'm not. I didn't take off work for you. He was like, just call me. Like, no. And we just went to the casino and he blew a whole bunch of money and it was just like it normally was. And I was like, uh, get this life away from me. No, this is not happening. 
I am not going to be with you because of pizza. But he was like, you know, I'm going to make you my wife someday. You already know that. Blah, blah, blah. He was crazy. He's like five feet tall, which is even funnier. Why it's funny when he was like, put your fucking heels on. He was so little. And I, he was like, yeah, man, when we're in public and I see another short dude, it's like we're fist bumping each other with our minds because I'm like, yeah, I got this, I got this tall broad. You know, and they're just like, oh, man, you know, they never had a tall broad. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> That's seriously how he talked. It was fucking hilarious. He was like a restaurateur um, chef. He's like a really, really amazing chef. Anyway, he's a fucking psycho. And I'm like, get away. Yeah. So he met somebody in New York and brought her back to Bemidji, and I guess they live here now in that cabin. And he keeps texting me like the mafia asking me for money, and I'm like, no. Yeah. That sounds he's annoying. From stuff. It's kind of weird, yeah. Uh, that's my life. A little bit of it. Yeah. I hope you get some chances to fucking work out some, like, comedy stuff. I know it's helping me, like, go up when I don't like to and then bomb. Bombing's good because once I realize how bad that sucks, then I'll try a little bit harder to not let that happen again. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I bomb so bad. bad. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't ever want to do that again. I'm going to actually have to fucking put something together and be good. And, I, and I'm working harder on that now instead of being experimental. Like this week, I'd say I was like mo- the most put together. And it's it not quite, but I'm working on refining it so I can have myself a tight set to depend on. And then that way I don't have to worry when, like, if I'm if I'm doing experimental stuff and it doesn't work, then I can pull out something that I can feel confident in working, you know? Yeah. Trying to refine some much, stuff. I'm done with a lot of my old jokes. We're not. Um, a lot of them are not happening anymore. Like I'm just like kind of over them. Dude, and I, I like watch, to keep like, every... videos of me bombing. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never telling that joke again. I'm done with that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of, uh, but like for instance, I remember my first mic. The first one of the things that I thought was fun to talk about was like mowing grass. You know. I still wonder about, like, maybe approaching the subject again later. I'm not thinking about it now, but you know what I mean? Stuff that, like, you didn't have a way of extrapolating at the time. Maybe now you'd be able to uh, approach a different angle or turn it inside out somehow, you know, to find something else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't want to just forget them, but there's a lot of things that are just kind of... uh, I don't know. Like, I mind frame has changed from like different kinds of jokes that I've had like the my friend of mine is slightly different like some jokes I've written were sort of vengeful <laughs> and some jokes you know like I want to more progressively talk about like my family and some jokes about like my childhood and you know the fact that I have a uh, hundred million adopted siblings and like you know all kinds of those you like, I want to talk about more more of my life, I yeah. think, and less about um, low less less jokes that are like super low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah. That's really good because I remember when you were doing some of that stuff before you left, and I was like, because yeah. I was really excited to 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 see that happen. Also, the fact that yeah, those were those were better. Don't you have like? I was get, I think I was getting somewhere, and I just you know I was like to. I have to ask you. That. What's a what is your like education? I remember being really interested in like what your your field of study was. Do what now? Uh, you went to school. Yeah. 
What? Why? What was it? Uh, English. English? I can't remember you took yeah. some interesting science classes, too. Yeah, I went to school for English, but I was thinking about anthropology uh, for a long time, and then uh, geology, too. And Yeah, those are, like, some interests of mine as well. Yeah, we were talking about that one night. Yeah. I, I super, super was interested in... Um, in geology when I was in school. I thought and about I thought, going to school for it myself. All the, all the jobs for geologists were like out in the oil field and I just thought, I don't want that. Yeah. So. I, I was like, I didn't want that too. And then at one point I was like, I'll take it. You know, I got certified yeah. to do like field x-rays, you know, on pipelines just to make sure the pipeline's good. But you got to get certified for, you know, radiology and stuff like that. And I did that. Right. But the fact that I had no experience was what kept me from getting in. And I think I just didn't have the tenacity required to pursue it and make someone give me a chance in that field, which would have been a lot of hard work, but money, you know, and I think that's what I was looking for at that point in my life, you know? Right. Yeah. A little yeah. bit different these days. These days, I've, I just want enough to be able to survive. That's why I've been cutting back on work because, like work can be draining a bit you know i try to remind myself to be grateful for everything i have you know and for everything that you know that seems to be you know instead of being but but sometimes it's familiarity breeding contempt that can happen with a with a job even when it's like so swank as i got it set up here you know what i mean i could still just like uh, i kind of think it'd be fun to be around people a little bit more yeah. Not not really a wise time to be doing so with the whole outbreak happening and everything. Right. Pandemic. <laughs> They're like, I want to be friendly. I realize like, I'm going to be more friendly, but wait. They're like, this motherfucker got it. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> you need to quarantine yourself. <laughs> yeah, I thought the timing was weird. <laughs> I want to be more social. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Standing in an industrial kitchen right now. Uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna to get some water. Hell yeah! I get Hell I got yeah. bean tacos. That's what's going to be happening later on today. I got two nice. tortillas left, and I've got plenty of beans that are cooked. That's the last thing. I have no vegetables. I have nothing else. But that the bag of beans was my last food item, well, and now I'm going through it. Once the beans are gone, then I'm gonna be completely out of edible food. But, you know, payday's going to be in a few days, so I'm not terribly worried about it. And I'm really trying to see, you know, if, you know, go through all of my supplies and then go re-up. Although, I'm, well, wanting, to, uh, I'm wanting to re-up, I've but got, it seems I've like... Got a, I've got a coupon for a free order of uh, Domino's cheese bread. If you get hungry, I'll, I, I got you, boo. I'll order it to your house. Jesus, let me know. That sounds awesome. Dude, I have, if I order one more pizza from Domino's, they're going to give me a free one. See, me too, but now it comes up and it says, if you look on there, if you have 40 points, that's a free cheesy bread. Oh, I have not seen that. I have that. one one more pizza away from a free pizza, too. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I came so close to getting shit. it. I'm like, on it. Anytime someone burning pizza, I'm like, do you have the, you know, the cow? They're like, I'm like, oh, what are you giving? Here's mine. <laughs> like, on it. Free pizza. Hell yeah. Domino's is just too easy, man. You know, I like, there's so other funny. pizza places around here that I'd like to I try. Pizza yeah, <laughs> I remember back in the day when we were when when I was younger, uh, you used to be able to get coupons or something like that from Pizza Hut. Yeah, 
You remember anything yeah, like that? Yeah, in the phone book. Was it in the phone book? I'm, I'm not thinking like coupons. Yeah, I'm thinking like a like a sticker book. thing. Like you, I, I remember there was like a sticker thing, almost like a stamp thing. Yeah, oh, I think it? I remember. I haven't had pizza um, in a while. I remember digging through the phone book for coupons for pizza when I was a kid. I never did that. I, mean, I wasn't you had to into cut coupons. them out of there, and they were that was it. You got one, you know, the one that the one that came in the phone book. Yeah, man, I wonder if I should be more about coupons, you know? Yeah. I, I feel yeah, like I, I could be a bit more frugal. Austin, but I wasn't great at it. I think if I was really trying to be frugal, I would fucking quit cig- cigarettes for sure, you know? Right, me too. Like that's me just too. nothing but a waste of money. Yep, and that's what Trevor keeps telling me. You're like, you're broke, and this is what you need to stop. You need to cut that out. And I'm like, you're right, but I don't want to mm-hmm. so like I just got insurance through work and they have like my insurance covers any kind of, all the like quit smoking programs like the little vape, the patches all the stuff it covers everything for free and so I'm thinking about taking advantage of it and um maybe going and getting the patches and a little nicotine vape or whatever yeah I've seen this I'm new thing I mean I really am it's like <laughs> This new thing, apparently, there's this new, like, snuff thing people are doing that's, like, supposed to not be bad for you at all. Not the one you snort? No, like, you hold it under your lip like a a dip pouch or some shit. Oh, snuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's bad for your gums. Yeah, well, there's this new one that says it's not supposed to be bad for you at all. Uh, I haven't tried it, but uh, my buddy... My buddy Dennis had some, and then I think it was also recently shown to me by someone else as well. But yeah, it uh, uh, it's supposed to be not be bad for you. It's supposed to give you your nicotine thing, but I just don't like the idea of putting it in my mouth. Really, I don't like that stuff. And to be honest with you, I like I like burning a cigarette and I like the smoke. That's the problem. You know, I like the bad stuff. The nicotine doesn't. Yeah, I am Register I as something that I enjoy, you know, like caffeine, I, you know. I mean, I think cigarettes are sex. There's something about smoking that is very attractive to me, and I think it's just because I like the bad. I like the bad characters in movies. They always smoke, and the hot guys smoking. I don't know. I just something about it is very like I've, I've turned it into some kind of like I've sexualized it somehow, or like you know, made it into something it's not like. No, that's I, love, that's. I love cigarettes. I don't know. I, you know that sounds I mean? like I, advertising doing his job. Right. <laughs> Plugging that sure. little that little seed in your brain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm uh, I'm going there with it. You know what I mean? It somehow oh. insidious, you know. Advertising. Right. It's gotten to me. Did you ever hear? Uh, did you ever listen to Bill Hicks? I hate to bring him up. Did you ever? Did I hear what? Uh, that the comedian Bill Hicks, he's like a Texas comic, died in '94. He's like, yeah. yeah, he has a bit on like advertising. He's like, if if, okay. if anybody here is in advertising, uh, please kill yourself. <laughs> I think like that was like the whole bit. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? Funny. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure there must have been more, but that's what I remember. I should listen to it. I like Bill. I like Bill Hicks. He comes uh, across my um, Pandora comedy mixer once in a while. It'll play something from one of his old 
Yeah, he's definitely like a one of those iconoclastic yeah. type entertainers. Entertainers, and I, and I recently sure. listened to this one thing where they were talking about different different classes of iconoclasts, like different types. There's like four different types, I think. A, B, C, D, E, maybe. I'm not sure. I didn't take any notes, yeah. but I remember it being interesting, like categorizing people by how, what type of idol, idols they destroy or how they destroy them or whether they destroy them or not, you know, which, which he, which he did. He's, uh, definitely kind of preachy kind of a guy. And at yeah. one point, like he like literally called himself, I'm a little dark poet. <laughs> Have you seen that shit? <laughs> I remember liking him a lot. I was I was huge into Tool, so that's how I got into him, you know, because he had some stuff on their third record, and I was like, oh, this guy's from Texas. He's a comic, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. April first. What's what's significant about April first? That's when your ninety days is up. That's when I'm moving into my apartment. Yes, that's when my ninety days. That sounds like a fun day to celebrate. April Fool's. Yeah. April Fool's sounds like a fun day. Any day sounds like a fun day to celebrate to me, though. I'm off on April 1st, which is even better. I don't even have to. I can just get up and move into my new place. I'm so excited. Dude, you know I got the skylight taken down so that, like, sunlight floods my studio now? Oh, nice. Oh, you'll have to send me a picture of it. Yeah, uh... Is it I got, nice? I can, oh, it's beautiful. But sometimes it gets on my nerves in the mornings. And so I thought about... I love your... Your spot is so sweet. The, I'm actually, they ordered blinds. And they're going to install blinds so that I can open it up and have the sunlight. Or if I want to dim the lights and watch a movie or something during the day, I can do so without the impediment of the sun. Right. That's awesome. I hope I use that word impediment right. I don't use that word as often, but I like it. Yeah. Impediment? Yeah, is it is that what it yeah. is? Impediment. I don't know how to pronounce it. Enough. Maybe I'm like butchering it up somehow. But the sunlight, yeah. Initially, I pulled it through because I was like, you know, sunlight's supposed to be good for my brain, and you know, might might help with like just general daily malaise, you know. Right. And and it's not, really? in, and I thought I would hate it, you know, because I was I've been living in the dark for so long. But enjoying it? I do. I like it. It's a lot easier to take pictures in here. I've done some pictures of Foxy and stuff in here since then. And uh, it's nice to actually be able to do it because before when it was so dark, you couldn't ever see anything if I tried to take a picture. Nice. Yeah. I'm about to eat enchiladas. 